Ladies and gentlemen of Everything Pro Wrestling, today's show is dedicated to the lives of Luke Perry and King Kong Bundy. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and we are here today with a WWE Fastlane 2019 preview. Welcome to episode 48 of the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are here with a WWE Fastlane 2019 preview. We're going to give our preview on the show, some predictions, and we're just going to go over everything that we know going on with the show going into it. So make sure that you guys leave your thoughts on the show inside of the description. If you're seeing this on Wrestling Aminu, Facebook, wherever, I want to hear what you guys think. If you have some predictions as well, throw them out there. Uh, With that being said, let's start with the kickoff match that we just heard announced. Um, I'm recording this right after SmackDown, and we know now that the kickoff match will be Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Give these guys time was the first thing that came to my mind as soon as I saw that this match was made. Um, I really feel that Rey Mysterio and Andrade have huge potential to do something at WrestleMania, and... I fear now that we're not going to get that one-on-one match that I would love for them to have, perhaps. But I could see some type of six-pack challenge or a ladder match of some sort for the United States Championship. We'll get into that later. Um, The current U.S. champion doesn't have a match, which is now Samoa Joe. And I think that made things very interesting as far as the U.S. title picture goes. I wanted to predict him to win. Um, I saw people in the EPW Facebook group asking me who I thought was going to win that U.S. title match. My honest prediction was Samoa Joe because he needs the belt probably more than anybody at this point to keep himself believable. I still think Andrade's got time. He's got a good feud going with Rey Mysterio. Um, Hopefully they add some fire to this, though. They've had great matches, but let's spruce it up a little bit. But this is a great match for the kickoff show. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, I would say give these guys at least 20 minutes, let them go out there, do their thing, and they'll have a good match. Uh, My prediction for the victory for this one is going to be Rey Mysterio. I feel Rey Mysterio is going to get the win because Andrade is destined to win that United States Championship. The question is just when. So Rey Mysterio is my pick for the kickoff match. The next match that we're going to talk about here for the main card will be for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, We will have The Revival defending their belts versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. 
Um, this match is developing from all of the fallout from Monday Night Raw. We had Aleister Black and Ricochet challenging the Revival for the tag belts. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode came out there. They interfered in the match, causing havoc, and the Revival picked up the win via DQ because Gable and Roode couldn't help themselves. And now it looks like we are going to have ourselves a three-way tag match for the belts. Ooh, this is going to be tough because right now you have three different teams in three different spots. I feel like the Revival need to be showcased and told why you put the belts on them. You have Ricochet and Aleister Black, who are the new guys, and when do you want them to finally lose? Why are they a tag team? you got to figure out what you're doing with them. I feel like this is Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa's spot, but Ricochet and Aleister Black are going to have to fit in here for now, and it gives them something to do without having them beat everybody. Um, And we also have Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, and I feel like I like them as a team. I know most people don't. I feel like it gives Chad Gable something to do, but I think Bobby Roode is in desperate need of a heel turn, and it's only a matter of time before we get it. It's just when. And I think Chad Gable's in a tough spot because if Bobby Roode turns heel, what happens to Chad Gable? Lots to think about with this match. Um, So looking at this, I'm going to go with the Revival for the win here. Uh, I feel like Dash and Dawson really need the victory. They are long, long overdue for winning a match. And I think they need to get a pinfall victory. Um, I don't care who it's on. I'm guessing it's probably going to be on Chad Gable. But the Revival need this win more than people even know. So let's have the Revival retain here and figure out what they're going to do for WrestleMania after this. Uh, Next match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, we're going to have Asuka versus Mandy Rose. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw yesterday, uh, I believe it was Monday night, they must have had a SmackDown house show going on somewhere else. They said that Asuka got dropped on her head by Mandy Rose. Was it Mandy's fault? I don't know, nor do I care. Uh, I'm glad that Asuka's okay. She tweeted that she was okay uh, before the end of Raw, and she also was on SmackDown tonight. She attacked uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Things are looking interesting, but I have a feeling that this match is set up for Asuka. I think this is Mandy Rose's test to say, hey, can you hang on the pay-per-views? Can we trust you with a big spot like this? So Mandy Rose still has something that she needs to do in this match. She needs to deliver a very good bout, show why she's a superstar, and do all of the right moves that WWE management wants. Asuka's been treated like pure crap, I feel, since she's won the SmackDown Live Women's title. There's not anybody who's really worth competition for her at this point. I mean, it sounds like the WrestleMania plan is going to be Asuka versus Lacey Evans. Whatever. I don't know. I just feel like Lacey Evans hasn't done anything to earn a WrestleMania spot with her just walking out back and forth. But I'm going to run with the storyline for now. I'm going to put trust that they know what they're doing with Lacey Evans. And maybe she has some chemistry with Asuka and things will work out. Asuka's my prediction to win this one, though. Now, we get to the Women's Tag Team Championship belts, and we're going to have the Boston Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nia Jackson, Tamina Snuka. 
I don't know if they're called the Samoan Slaughterhouse. I've seen some people have that written down. Cool, whatever. Um, so for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, it's been really funny how Sasha Banks and Bailey have been traveling all over. They were in NXT. Um, they're just traveling everywhere saying they're going to defend these belts, given their babyface story. Cool, whatever. Why are Nia Jax and Tamina getting the first shot? And they weren't like the last ones eliminated from the chamber. They haven't done anything to where I could say, yeah, they've earned this title shot. I mean, they had Tamina defeat Sasha on Raw. Okay. Um, I don't know about this one. I feel like this is just going to be a title defense for Sasha and Bayley. I think they have bigger matches coming up. I feel like the WrestleMania match has to be Trish and Lita versus Sasha and Bailey, or you go Io Shirai, and um, I can't even think of her tag team partner's name now, um, Kyrie Sane, excuse me, and I think that we could see them fight Sasha and Bailey as well. I think that would be a tremendous match, but they're going to probably save that for NXT, though. Um, they have some different opponents for this. I just wonder how they're going to make this all work, but... Lita and Trish wouldn't be bad either. I know some people are like, oh, no, not Lita and Trish. But I think that's where they're going for this. Um, I predict another retain here. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley keep the titles. And, yeah, Nia Jax and Tamina are walking home, kicking the can. I've got nothing for them to do after this. I don't know what they're going to do with them. We'll have to figure something out. I mean... Them even getting this title shot, like I said before, is just madness. And speaking of madness, have you filled out your March Madness tournament bracket yet? Are you ready for the NCAA championship? Well, let's kick it to my good friends, Everything College Basketball, and let them speak to you about their podcast if you're interested in college basketball. Hey everyone, I'm Josh Burton, inviting you all to come join the fastest growing group dedicated solely to college basketball, Everything College Basketball. Just go to Facebook and in the search bar type in Everything College Basketball. Once you've joined, feel free to begin chatting with other diehard college hoops nuts like yourself. Also, while you're there, go check out the podcast on Anchor, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Just search up Everything College Basketball Podcast, and as always, like, share, and subscribe. Ooh, yeah, dig it. I just wanted to give a big shout out to Josh, Peyton, and Tyler of Everything College Basketball. They are like the sister site to Everything Pro Wrestling, and I greatly appreciate everything those guys are doing. They've had all great episodes so far, and I'm looking forward to the next one on Sunday. Uh, you guys are doing tremendous work. I'm glad to see you guys doing the video podcast now. Keep up the great work. If you're looking to find their stuff, type in Everything College Basketball in whatever podcast form you listen to. Also, type it in on Facebook and join their group if you guys want to have some fun. March Madness is coming up. You are not going to want to miss being in their group. With all that being said, I also want to give a huge shout out to my good friend, Kevin Alvarado. He is an Everything Pro Wrestling member. He's on the Facebook group, Twitter, He's everywhere. Kevin was drafted today 
to the NBA 2K League, which is their online video game league. And they play all the games. And he was drafted by Lakers Gaming, one of the biggest NBA franchises out there. Uh, Kevin, congratulations, my guy. Uh, We've been playing NBA 2K together for a long time. And I'm very happy to see you get the success that you have deserved and worked for. And I wish you nothing but the best, my friend. With all that being said, let's get back into this WWE Fastlane preview. Um, We left off with the women's tag titles. We gave our prediction for that match. The next match that we need to talk about will be The Shield, recently reunited once again, versus Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. The Shield. Um, This past Monday on Raw, we saw a storyline being developed between all of them where Dean Ambrose, they were trying to get him to join back with the group. Dean Ambrose was kind of backing off from it, and a lot of stuff happened. Dean Ambrose got beat down. He he walked away from them and said, no, he didn't want to do it. But when his friends were getting jumped by Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre on Monday – Dean couldn't just sit back and watch it happen. He had to come out there and save his friends. And when they all put the hands in, everybody saw it. And Roman actually uh, kicked his raw off with the whole, they showed highlights of him defeating leukemia. And I'm very happy that that has happened. I was disappointed in the wrestling community, at least those that were doubting if this was legitimate. We can only take the man at his word. And I believe Roman, and I'm just happy that he's okay because cancer sucks. I've said it a million times on this show, and I wish no one ever had to go through something like that. But Roman Reigns came out, and you thought Roman maybe was going to try and stick his name into the hat for the universal title picture. But he said, no, that's not what I want. He said, I want to get the shield back together one more time. And Seth had his doubts, but Seth said, you know what? You're my friend, and if you can do it, I'm in. Dean Ambrose, like I said, he was kind of staying away from it. And this is all playing off of the storyline that Dean Ambrose, once his contract leaves, he is leaving the WWE. Some people think it's a storyline. Some people think that this is real. I don't know what to believe at this point. Um, One of my better podcasts on here actually talked about Dean Ambrose potentially going to AEW or leaving the WWE. So if you guys get a chance, make sure you go back and check that out a couple episodes ago. But throughout the night, Dean said, no, no, he didn't want to do it. He came out, finally assisted his friend. So this is the match we're getting. Uh, A lot of people are tired of the Shield reunions, and I 100% get why. Um, We've had people in the Facebook group. I've seen people on Twitter complaining about it. Um, I get it, guys. You're tired of the shield. But I think if Dean Ambrose is actually leaving, I think you do one last shield match just to get things going. I mean, this may be the last time you're ever able to do it for a few years if he's actually leaving. So with all that being said as well, let's get to this Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre stuff. Let's talk about the other side here. I am sick of Corbin and Lashley for the most part. Their mid-card acts have been stale. I don't know where they're going with this, but they're kind of stuck in this gear that's just one track. Like, they're not doing anything different. Corbin wins and loses. They're just sharing wins and losses back and forth. It sucks. 
and I'm just tired of it. And Drew McIntyre is being completely wasted. Uh, this guy was someone who I believe could be a main eventer going into the Royal Rumble. I don't know. He's losing that luster with me right now. They're going to have to build him back up after this. Um, the Shield is obviously my pick to win this match. But I feel like this could lead to a Dean Ambrose-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. I don't know why. I've got that feeling, though, that Dean's going to challenge him, and that's going to be like one of Dean's last matches on television. So I'm calling it now. I think Dean Ambrose-Roman Reigns will happen at WrestleMania for the match. Just throwing it out there. Um, And Seth Rollins real quick. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, this build feels like shit. Like they haven't done a damn thing to make you care about this. Um, not a fan of what's going on with Rollins and Brock. They got to amp this up when whatever they have to do after Fastlane. Like get Brock there, pay him because this match has no juice. Like I'm not invested in this at all. I don't care about the Heyman promos. I don't care about Seth and the video packages. They're great, but it's not working for me right now. Next match, it was the main event segment tonight on SmackDown. Becky's last chance at WrestleMania 35. Charlotte Flair will face Becky Lynch in a match. Now, according to Stephanie McMahon, after all the drama that's happened, Becky Lynch will be added to the match at WrestleMania if she can defeat Charlotte. But if Charlotte defeats Becky, she's out of everything. She's out of chances. She's out of opportunities. And she goes all the way to the back of the line, supposedly. Until creative can't think of anything. So I think this match is going to be different. We saw Becky Lynch take a hell of a beating from Ronda Rousey. She got her arm jacked up. She she took a pretty bad beating. Charlotte kind of stayed back and watched. On SmackDown tonight, though, Charlotte looked like she almost got her arm ripped off by Becky. But Becky took a little bit of a beating, too. So I don't know what the story they're trying to tell here is. I feel like the story has went kind of in different directions for the past couple weeks here, like the last two weeks. Um, I think you can't go without Becky Lynch winning this. Becky Lynch has to be in that main event. She's the most popular superstar in the company still, I think. Um, Becky Lynch is easily the person I'm picking to win this. I don't know how else you write the story if Becky doesn't get put in this way. I mean, I guess you would have to get creative to do that but and I did finger quotes when I said that word um yeah Becky Lynch has to win this she has to be in that match at Mania I think Ronda needs her Charlotte needs her I feel like they all need each other to make this match the best that it could possibly be and I'm not saying that Becky and Ronda couldn't do it one-on-one I think the McMahons are going with the safe bet and I think it's Vince's decision and he's having Charlotte in there so that this match can be really good, and he guarantees that nothing will go wrong because he trusts Charlotte as a general in the ring, period. But I got Becky for the win on this one. Let's talk about this SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We have the Usos versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. I was not a fan tonight of their match. They had Miz versus, I think it was Jey Uso. I can't remember now. Uh, Miz got the win with the skull crush and finale. There was some assistance from the partners. Shane came over and had Miz's back. Miz's father. <laughs> oh, every time I just think of that man's face, I just laugh. 
Mrs. Father is going to be ringside. Let me tell you real quick why I laugh when I think of Mrs. Dad. Do you guys remember when The Miz was getting beat up by Randy Orton a couple years back on Monday Night Raw? And it's like, if your son was getting beat up right in front of you, wouldn't you show, like, some type of feeling, some type of remorse? The Miz's dad had the dumbest look on his face when his son was getting beat up, and then he, like, smiled. And I just thought it was so freaking funny. But Mrs. Dad is going to be part of the storyline. And I don't know who turns heel here, man, because Shane needs something new to do for himself. But at the same time, Miz is so much better to me as a heel. I don't like him as a babyface. He's very cheesy. He'll He's probably someone who you'll get tired of real quick, and then they'll be ready to flip him right back to a heel. Um, I predict the Usos to retain this one. I think they have bigger fish to fry with the Hardy Boys or whoever in the tag division. Hopefully it's still a one-on-one match with the Hardys, but I think they're going to end up having a multi-team match with um, at, with Nakamura and Rusev and Gallows and Anderson. You got a lot of guys that need to get on this card. But the Miz and Shane is going to be the real story of this match. Who turns? I'm going to say this. So my prediction is going to be that the Miz turns on Shane McMahon and the Miz's father blame Shane for taking the chances, and that's why they do the turn. So I think Miz's father is going to align with his son and just say, you know what, I'm proud of you for turning on Shane McMahon because he was holding you back. And it'll be part of the whole, my dad's proud of me, and I have to make him feel better storyline. That's my prediction. And we get to the main event. The main event that was changed last week for the WWE Championship We will have Daniel Bryan defending his WWE Championship versus Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan will more than likely have Eric Rowan in his corner. Uh, We saw a match tonight on SmackDown, Eric Rowan versus Kevin Owens. Um, We saw a return for Mustafa Ali, and it was real good to see Mustafa Ali back and in action. He looked really good. Um, It's so crazy to think about this whole Kofi mania and Kofi push. This could be Mustafa Ali. Just crazy to think about that for a second. Like, if all this stuff did not happen the way it did, like, if Orton didn't mess him up or, you know, have it to where he had to be out for a little bit, Mustafa could be in this spot. Ali is someone who people like. He's very gracious from everything I've seen from him on social media. Seems like a good dude. And Kofi Kingston benefits from this and it's so funny that randy is the person who probably got kofi d pushed before kofi kingston has busted his ass for 11 years and i've always been a kofi fan so don't start that bandwagon stuff i'm one of the few people who sticks up for new day because i think they're a good act um some people in the community absolutely hate new day but i am on board with them so when kofi got taken out of this match i was happy because now i think he's going to be in the bigger spotlight for wrestlemania But the question is, who does he face? You have Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens at this point? Hmm. You've got options here. You've got options. I think that this match has to go to Daniel Bryan. Uh, I like Kevin Owens. I absolutely do. I just don't think it's his time to become the WWE champion at this point. I feel that Kevin Owens is either going to fight Sami Zayn or he may end up teaming up with like Mustafa Ali to fight Eric Rowan and Luke Harper 
they're going to figure out something for these guys to do. But Daniel Bryan's probably going to pick up the win with some interference. Some type of shenanigans is going to occur. And I think Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship is your money match at WrestleMania. Now, something a lot of people aren't putting into consideration when you're thinking about WrestleMania. This is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, unless they come out with some network special that I don't know about. But this is the last pay-per-view. You can't have, in these three title matches, all happy endings. You can't have Seth Rollins slay the Beast. You can't have Kofi Kingston become the WWE champion. And you can't have Becky Lynch win the Raw Women's title. Too much happiness in one night. I don't think WWE is going for it. One of these matches is going to have to suffer. And if I had to pick, it would be Rollins and Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry, Brock being champion for another month or two isn't going to hurt any worse. I feel that Kofi has earned this time, and I think Becky has earned this spot for all of her work since SummerSlam last year. I think there's a lot of potential there for them to do something big. There's potential for big moments here as long as WWE plays their cards right, don't overbook, and don't screw it up. This is Brian Mazik, the hardest working man in sports and gaming, and you are listening to my man Conrad Cushman and everything pro wrestling. Thank you for listening to episode 48 of the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast, guys. This Fastlane show looks like it could be a sleeper show, but I'm not too excited for it. I'm not putting all my heart and soul into it. I'm saving that for WrestleMania at this point. But with Fastlane coming up this Sunday, You guys know that all my reviews are done on YouTube, so I have all the links in the description. Make sure you go to YouTube, type in Everything Pro Wrestling, look for the black and red logo. I am at 298 subscribers. If we can get to 300, that would be greatly appreciated, guys. Only two away. Let's even try and get over that number if we could. But make sure you are subscribed and click the notifications button if you guys want to catch all my live videos. Now, we will be live immediately after the pay-per-view goes off air. We'll have a live video up. Come in there, chat with other wrestling fans, and let's talk about the pay-per-view. Thank you guys so much for listening to Episode 48 of Everything Pro Wrestling. Peace.